our first reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin bethroned to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to an angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the, and the angel departed from her. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 4 to 14. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house of lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was when while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there were angels, a multitude of heavenly hosting praises, God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Thank you. Christ the Savior is born. Amen? And today we celebrate that wonderful gift that was given to mankind, to humanity. Merry Christmas. May you be blessed this day and every day because for us as believers, we know that Christmas is not just one day in the year. Christmas is the day when we remember Christ's birth, but his life has made all the difference in our lives. So Merry Christmas as we celebrate the greatest gift given 
to the world. And I trust you are having a blessed and, and peaceful and wonderful Christmas. Amen. However it is that you are sharing it, I trust it has been a good one. It is true that Christmas is not always merry or happy for everybody. For some people, this Christmas is the first one without perhaps a, a loved one which they lost in this year. They'll not be sitting at the dinner table. Some parents are going to have a hard time explaining to their children why there is no gift under the tree. <laughs> some homes won't even have a tree because of difficult conditions this year. And in the middle of challenges and pain in this world, how can we celebrate a Merry Christmas and talk about a gift? Simply because Christmas is really not about Christmas trees, expensive gifts, and too much food and drink. Christmas is not about music and decorations. Christmas is about the greatest gift given to humanity, to all of us. And we use this season, the Christmas day, the Christmas season, to remember and celebrate this gift. No matter how simple your celebration is or how elaborate your celebration is, use this season to remember this gift. Amen. We may have had a party. We may have had a gathering, have fun together, eaten food, had Christmas music in the background. But if it was not about this gift, then we've missed Christmas altogether. From our readings this morning and from other scriptures in the New Testament about the birth of Jesus, there is no doubt that the birth of Jesus was a supernatural event. A virgin gives birth to a child. Angels are involved in mess as messengers to prepare Mary, uh, Joseph, and others for this great event. Angels went to tell the shepherds about the birth of Jesus and got them to go and worship him. This was no ordinary child, but this was the Son of God, God incarnate, God with us. The greatest gift to the world is not a thing, it's a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And we read about this gift in the well-known verse of John 3.16. You know this verse well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Notice this verse. God so loved the world. Notice that. God so loved. This gift was given with love by love. It says that God so loved the world. God is love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 and 6, it says there, God is love. God does not have love. He is love. He cannot help but love because that is who he is. It's not something he does. It's something he is. God is love. And the fact that he loved the world, that is, that he loved the people, humanity, you and I, the fact that he loved the world does not mean that he approved the conduct of man, but that he had compassion on humanity. 
compassion on mankind and a desire to see man restored to a relationship with him again. He loved you and I so much. He did not want to see us separated from him, but he wants us with him. And so thousands of years before the birth of Jesus, God put a plan in motion which would result in the coming of Jesus. God becoming man to save mankind, to save each one of us. God gave. That means it is a gift. Did you guys receive gifts Christmas? Maybe you're still going to receive a gift today. All right. What is difficult about receiving a gift? What must you do to receive the gift? All right. Um, what is required to take possession of a gift? Must you implore the giver? Please, please, please give me a gift, you know? All right? If I, if I come to you with a nice little wrap packet and, 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 I, and I hand it over, I stretch it over to you, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm not worthy of that gift. Or are you going to say, oh, please, please, may I have that gift? Please, please. And I say, but, but your, your name is on it. It is yours. Oh, please, 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 may I have that gift? Uh, uh. What is required for you to take possession of a gift? You must simply receive it. It's as easy as that. Once you receive it, it is yours. Open up. Enjoy it. Be grateful. Amen. And that is what happened. God gave us a gift. And all we have to do is receive it and be grateful. The only requirement to possess a gift any gift is to simply receive it. Jesus and everything that he brings with him is a gift from God the Father, a gift to be received. And this gift, as we have seen, is a person, Jesus, the Son of God. In Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. A child was born. That night, Mary gave birth to a child, a baby boy. That is the humanity of Jesus. He became a little boy. He became human. He became one of us. But... That night, a son was given to us. As prophesied hundreds of years before by Isaiah, that night, God gave us a son, his son. That is the divinity of Jesus. All the fullness of God inhabiting all the substance of man. Amen. The creator chooses to embody the creation. And that indicates three things that we cannot miss. Number one, it indicates the depth of the mercy of God for humanity. God knew we were separated from him, but he had mercy on us. And so he becomes one of us to reach out to us, to connect with us. Number two, it affirms the dignity of man. You have value and worth in the sight of God. And number three, 
It affirms the potential, the divine potential of man. You are created in the image and likeness of God. And inside of you, there is godly potential. Now we lost much of that because of sin and because of separation from God. But God knows what he has created. And so he becomes one of us to restore us back into relationship with him. And back into our full potential. Going back to John 3.16, it says that whoever believes in him. That word whoever opens up this gift to everybody. There are no special qualifications. The only qualification is this. You must be human and you must be breathing. How many of you qualify? This gift is for you. <laughs> Just check yourself if you're still breathing. <laughs> and look in the mirror if you're a human. <laughs> this gift is for you. This gift is for us. In John chapter 1 and verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. This is a gift to be received and everyone can receive this gift. Jesus was a Jew, but he did not come for Jews only. When he was born, even at his birth, he was worshipped by Jews and Gentiles. Those shepherds that came along, they were probably Jewish shepherds. But the wise men that came over, they were Gentiles. They came from far, far away. We're not Jewish. So even at his birth, humanity is worshiping him. And this gift is for everybody. That is why this is the greatest gift to the world. Anyone in the world can receive this gift. Note, however, that this gift must be received like any other gift. It is not an automatic benefit. A gift must be received to have value to you. A rejected gift has no value to you. So, Christmas is about the greatest gift given to the world, Jesus Christ. He is the greatest gift the world has ever received. And he has promised to return one day to earth to rule and to reign. And there will truly be peace on earth. And there will truly be justice for all. As I said in the beginning of this message, Christmas is really not about Christmas trees and expensive gifts and too much food and drink. Christmas is not about all the music and decorations. Christmas is about the greatest gift given to humanity. The Son, the person of Jesus Christ, Savior, Lord, wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, or Father of Everlasting Life, Prince of Peace, or Peaceful Prince. Use this day to remember and celebrate this gift. No matter how simple or how elaborate your celebration might be, it has to be about this gift, the person of Jesus Christ. If it is not, we have missed Christmas. We may have had a party, we may have had a gathering and had fun and eaten good food, had Christmas music, presents and so forth, but if it was not about this gift, we have missed Christmas altogether. Folks, may we all celebrate Christmas with a full understanding of the event we are remembering today. 
if we understand that this is about Jesus, then even under difficult circumstances, and believe me, many of our brothers and sisters around the world are celebrating Christmas under very difficult circumstances. Some of our brothers and sisters cannot do what you and I are doing, just happily and freely walking into a church and, and singing loud music and praising God. Some of our brothers and sisters today are having to do this in caves, in the middle of the forests, in, in other ways, or very quietly locked up in some flats somewhere because they are fearing for their lives. If they are discovered as being Christians, they could be sent to prison or even worse. So folks, what are they doing? They're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And that's why, folks, no matter what circumstance you're under, if you understand the meaning of Christmas, you can still celebrate and still have the joy of the Lord and understand what is going on. We can celebrate Christmas with gratitude, not based on how much food there is, but based on a relationship that we have that has far more value than anything this world may provide. So, folks, may you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Not because you receive nice gifts from loved ones, but because you have been given and you have received the greatest gift of all, the person of Jesus. A relationship with God himself. If you have not yet received this gift, this greatest gift, why not do it today? Why not humbly confess your need? Just tell God you're really sorry for your sin and ask him to forgive you and give you the gift of eternal life. Why not accept the gift God is offering you? Reach out in faith and in a simple prayer from your heart, receive the greatest gift of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. As you share gifts with loved ones, remember that sometimes the best gifts we can give to others are the gift of a listening ear, or the gift of affection, the gift of laughter, or the gift of a grateful heart. Perhaps a simple card telling someone you love that you appreciate them is all that they need. Another wonderful gift you can give to others as Christians is to introduce others to the greatest gift of all, the Lord Jesus. Let us be ready to tell others of the God who became a man, the one who came to be our Lord and our Savior. And may you have a Merry Christmas indeed, filled with the joy of the Lord and blessed by His presence. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's quickly bow our heads for a quick prayer. Father, thank you so much for the gift you gave us, your Son. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came. You became one of us and you showed us who God is, His love, His compassion, His thinking, His ways. Thank you that you gave your life for us. You paid the ultimate price to cover and forgive us and destroy the power of sin of our lives so that we could have access to the Father and spend eternity with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that death could not hold you. You rose again. You are alive. Hallelujah. And we can worship you today, Lord, because you are alive. What a wonderful privilege. Help us never to lose sight of this wonderful gift. Thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for peace and joy in our hearts. Joy and peace that passes all understanding because it comes from you, Lord, not from things around us. We rejoice in you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Can everyone say hallelujah with my little friend, yeah? Hallelujah. Amen.